Social distancing is really physical separation of people where in circumstances where there are crowds, you, you remove yourself from very close contact. This is what we refer to when we ask people to say at least six feet apart. And you may say, why six feet apart? Because there's been a lot of scientific evidence with respiratory diseases is that's how far your droplets can go when you sneeze or cough. Stay at home if possible. Uh, don't go out on any unnecessary travel or trips. And to make sure you're staying away from crowded places like movie theaters and concerts. You can actually socially distance yourself from your workplace by doing teleworking. You can socially distance yourself from people in social settings by not going to bars, not going to restaurants, not going to theaters where there are a lot of people. It all just means physical separation so that you have a space between you and others who might actually be infected or affect you. message clearly to you put the cookie down <laughs> i'm gonna have to use that one on the kids <laughs> what cookie daddy oh my goodness what's going on man it is uh wednesday march 18 and uh, it's, for some, it's day three of really having to deal with uh, this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And, and in case anybody's actually been living underneath a rock, um, COVID-19 is sort of this super mutated virus, which has effectively taken over the world. Sort of running rampant and spreading, and it has uh, mobilized whole societies around the globe. It's taken a sweet time to kind of um, work its way through the U.S. or depending on how 
kind of took a lot of interesting stuff right now. So, uh, uh, COVID-19 full effect. Tom Brady is no longer with the Patriots. Um, baseball is, is, is not happening. There's no sports going on anywhere. I mean, you know, pretty bad shit going on right now. Yeah, who was it? Rudy Gilbert or whatever with his uh, mic slapping and then um, then testing you know, positive and basically uh, shutting down the NBA? So, so let me put it this way. <clears throat> I, I am not that guy that, that I like to wish ill will on people. But my brother would be the first to tell you, I appreciate irony. Right. And I, I more than appreciate the irony of a day or two before he was diagnosed with COVID-19. This cat was sitting there at a press conference and on the way out made it a point to touch every microphone on the way out in a joking manner like, ha-ha, you know, guys, this thing, don't let me touch the mic. And then lo and behold, he gets sick. He gets diagnosed before a game. They cancel the game right before it's supposed to start. They got an arena full of fans sitting there wondering what's going on. Um, they pull the players out, the refs out, and teams get quarantined until everybody's tested. The NBA cancels the rest of the season. LeBron's going, what the hell? What's going on? Everybody else is pandemonium. ESPN goes dark because they have absolutely nothing else to talk about. And uh, it, it becomes complete pandemonium everywhere. And suddenly everybody's attention is grabbed because every sport within the United States comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. What are we gonna? What are we gonna watch on TV? Reality TV. I came across the guy today. He was watching the Cardinals from 1985 on MLB Classic. Oh gosh! Like he had, he had a picture of Tom Herr, second baseman, <laughs> on the screen. I was like, Tom Herr, the heck's going on? I the caption, and lo and behold, it's like the World Series from '85 or something. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so we are, um, we're holed up in the house. We're on our, our own little lockdown over here. Um, my job did a network test on Friday to see how everybody would do accessing networks. And then come Monday, it was mandatory uh, remote work. So uh, the kids on Friday, we had been told, okay, Monday, well, Thursday, we were told that Friday was an, op- was an optional day for attendance and that Monday and Tuesday, they were going to be closed. Well, that changed and changed quickly, um, especially like right before the governor, Northam, uh, closed the schools for two weeks. That's the governor of Virginia? Right. Um, He closed them for two weeks, but before that, the county had closed schools until the end of what would be spring break, which is April 14th. So since he 
closed the schools statewide for two weeks, the teachers are not allowed to send any work for two weeks. Um, which the plan had been, you know, here's access, you know, like uh, Miles, who's in kindergarten, had gotten his badge to log into Clever, which is an online sort of hub for all these other digital programs. And um, so they had received their badges for that to get in. And they, everybody got, was able to get a couple of library books and they sent some other material home. But the thought was that, you know, come Wednesday or whatever, uh, or Monday, whatever, that then they would get some something through email for, uh, to the parents. And so that went away. Uh, that went away. Um, we live across the street from a middle school. And so I will say it is kind of nice not hearing the crossing guard lady every morning at eight o'clock. But it's it's still weird uh, not having that traffic. Well, and and look for for posterity's sake, let me walk through what effectively has happened here too. So, for those of you listening in the future, hello. What has happened here is that um, as as this virus has slowly made its way through the United States. And I say that very loosely because I think it's been here a lot longer than we think. Yeah, definitely. Um, there have been some major issues with testing. And I think uh, a very, this is my humble opinion, um, a very lax and slow reaction time on the part of our leadership and officials to respond to this. I think this was treated for way too long as something that was just over there, something that was happening in Asia, that was happening in parts of the world. It's not really going to affect us if we keep sick people out. Nobody's, you know, nothing's going to happen here. And I think somebody somewhere completely forgot that diseases don't have passports and diseases don't have, uh, you know, they're not beholden to anybody. And they're going to go wherever the hell they're going to go. And so we've gone from a case of, or from a period of time where there was a very low incident rate, there was pretty high skepticism, pretty high uh, denial, for lack of a better yeah. word, on the part of uh, a lot of people that this disease was even going to be a thing. Um, to where now we're at a point in time now where exponentially on the daily these statistics are going up for people who have been diagnosed for people who are getting tested for people who have been confirmed as having had the disease um there is unfortunately a a relative mortality rate that goes along with this disease that um also for the record is more than 20 times higher than that of influenza um, which in and of itself is already a dangerous disease. And it's something that we're required every year to get vaccinated for. If you have young kids, you have to get a vaccine for. My pediatrician won't let me out of the doctor's office without a flu vaccine yeah. if the kids are getting one. 
Um, and the only reason my wife doesn't get one is because she's allergic to some of the materials that are used to produce it. Huh. So she can't get it. But that said, if we take that disease more than seriously every year, it's considered to be a major health problem and, and risk to society. And this is something that's come along that is 20 times worse than that. That's not me over-exaggerating. That's not me uh, trying to create you know, misinformation. There are statistics on this. The facts are on my side. You go and look them up for yourself. Yeah, that's uh, Tony Fauci. Was, uh, I guess, talking to Congress, and he was talking about that the normal flu the flu death rate is around 0.1 percent and that or 0.01 and then that at the time corona was at 0.1 so he was like it's 10 times lethal but now we're at two percent and i just looked up we have 77 cases in virginia four four are in my county uh, one was at the local community college, and, which is not that far away. So it's uh, pretty intense and can be, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that are going, that go with it. Well, and let's, well, and let's put it this way. It's, it's gone from the what I would call a page three, page four story to now it's the only story anybody's talking yeah. about. And it has gone from being something that was sort of maybe a blip or something that somebody came across on a news feed somewhere four months ago or even three months ago to something that in the last couple weeks has dramatically changed the entire makeup of what we're doing nationally. Um, and, and, I, and I will just kind of say this. If you are not yet yourself being impacted by this, consider yourself lucky. Because in any place where there are people, I would certainly say in more densely populated areas, so I would say certainly cities, um, places that are suburbs outside of cities, um, certainly your more populated areas maybe, you know, in rural America. Um, this is reality. So don't, you know, don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. This is what's happening right now. Schools have shut down. State leadership has canceled uh, school at a minimum through spring break. <clears throat> this is in early March they've done this. There are a couple states that have already basically canceled the rest of the school year and have said we won't have school. Yeah, between now and we're Virginia. close in Virginia. Are, that, um, I think uh, Kansas has already done it. They announced it today, I uh, believe. Um, most colleges have were at the point where they were sending students home for two weeks. Now, for a lot of them, that's a week that they were already counting on being shuttered because of spring break. Right. They're basically taking an extra week. They have, at that point, said it's going to be two weeks. I think what's going to happen is students are going to end up coming back, or what's going to happen is all their crap is going to stay right there on campus, 
and these people are going to have to go home or go somewhere else. Um, but basically, there will not be classes that are occurring. Um, a couple of people I work with, they have students that are working towards getting ready to graduate, and they have been told by their colleges, hey, you may not be coming back to campus. So you need to have a place to be, and you need to have a place that you can be for an intermediate period of time. That's a big deal. Um, as Jay <clears throat> was saying, pretty much every workplace in the United States has said, if you have the ability to work from home, you're working from home. Um, and I will tell you, if they, if they are ignoring that, and I'm not talking about grocery stores, I'm not talking about um, you know, gas stations or, or places that are considered essential workplaces. That's, a, that's always a very different category. That's always a very different thing. And, and God bless those people for being out and about any time and every time we need them. But I'm talking about, you know, the, the paper sales company. I'm talking about, you know, my company. I'm talking about anybody that's, that's in an office environment where people have the ability to literally work remotely from home and they are not doing it. You guys are doing, folks, major, major, major disservice by doing that. Um, I don't think that's the case with too many people. I think people who are late to the party have gotten the message now and are sending their people home. In some cases, it's by state order. Mm -hmm. I know uh, the governor of New York today basically told every business that is considered a non-essential business that they are required to have no more than 50% of their people show up for work on any given day. So if they have the ability to work from home, they need to work from home, period. Yeah, man, this is uh, it's gonna it's gonna have lasting effects uh, that we right now can't really comprehend. I've been talking with folks on my team uh, and others, just kind of you know this remote work. Like, okay, so tangent. It sort of reminds me of like, did you watch Ready Player One? But it's basically folks live in this virtual world, but they like the outside world is like not the best. So they just live in this virtual world. And granted, we're not going into a game or anything, but all the the this could change the complete picture of how folks viewed remote work and uh sort of the stigma that came with that? Um, I would completely agree. I mean, my company, to be perfectly frank, um, was like a lot of others in that they didn't really have a telework policy. They didn't really have an in-stone continuity plan for like, for even like major weather yeah. events that occur. You know what I mean? Like they would kind of use common sense and say, hey, people don't come into the office or don't worry about it. We'll close the office for mm -hmm. a period of time and they would, they would do it. But there was nothing that was firmly codified. And then when it came to the technology, um, you know, there were programs and apps and things that were on the machines, but the functionality wasn't exactly turned right. on. You, you know what I mean? Like it was there. You could sort of maybe share documents or have a conversation or two. But things like video chat, phone chat, 
using, you know, really unleashing the full capability of all these collaborative space type tools wasn't in place until this came along. And then it seems like all of a sudden everything went into overdrive. And just like you were saying, we did the same thing. They were doing, I, I let's put it this way. I figured something was up when they brought in uh, people from Microsoft mm -hmm. to, to formally train everyone in our offices um, um. on how to use, on how to use this app because, because they don't, tend to do that very often. So I figured, okay, this is a big yeah. deal. So this is either us fully embracing, you know, this app and okay, we're, we're doing a rollout and we're learning about it from the guys that know, cool. Um, <clears throat> and that was one bit, but then lo and behold, a day later, they're talking like, okay, we need everybody's phone number. We need everybody to make sure their VPN works. We need everybody to make sure that they have the ability to work from home, et cetera, et cetera they very quickly ramped up the number of VPN licenses that we had um, for people on our network where we started testing all kinds of things for login capabilities. It, let's put it this way. Any, any help desk tickets <laughs> that were out, that were out yeah. IT got taken care of very, very, very quickly. And it seems like all that stuff is now up and running. Um, so we're so for us we're on day two mm -hmm. of this sort of work experiment where everything is virtual. We're having meetings throughout the day over the phone or through the mm -hmm. computer. Um, we're sharing documents within these apps and things like that. And this is a very very new world for a lot of people. Now, thankfully for us, it seems to be going well. But to your point, I think this is completely going to change the lens through which all of this gets viewed because depending on how this virus goes and I, I, I mean there's all kinds right, of speculation. Right. There could be a single wave of this. This is a mutating virus that seems to mutate very quickly so it could be um, you know a second wave, a third wave, you know who, who knows what is going to happen with all this. I, I don't think anybody really has a full sense of what the time frame or duration is going to be for some of this. But um, the only thing that is known right now is that the, the best preventative measure that anybody can undertake at this point in time is to basically isolate. Is to basically keep yourself mostly to yourself as much as possible. Um, protect older folks by not having kids especially right. around um if you're if you're feeling sick i mean this this is so stupid this is like the, it's the basics of the cold and the flu season amplified by a factor of 10 if you're sick keep your ass at home if you're if you've got the flu for the love of god stay home if you're you know not feeling well don't go to work and um, even that facet in and of itself has been a challenge because workplaces have not had very amenable policies for that. If you're an hourly worker, if you don't work, you don't get paid. And in some jobs, you know, in some industries, in some jobs, if you're new, you may not okay. have sick leave. You know what I mean? Like you may not have worked long enough that you have yeah. paid sick leave. 
or you may not have earned. Yeah, if someone just started their job. I mean, heck, this is even aside from that. This is folks that were maybe trying to get a job. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's many interviews going on right now. I mean, I mean, you're screwed if you're, um, you know, if you're somebody that that is engaged in in what we're affectionately calling these days the gig economy, which means you know you're an Uber driver, you're you're doing a second job in a, in a service somewhere, like maybe doing off the shop during the day, but then you supplement by working at a Starbucks yeah. or a restaurant or something like that at night. Good luck, because all that's shut down now. Yeah, um, they're closed. They're closed. pushing delivery. Um, <clears throat> some places are doing, uh, you know, Grubhub sent out stuff where they're uh, they're doing a service well where they will. Uh, what was that? Now are now are you guys are you guys have you done takeout? Like are there any mom pop shops that you guys are hitting up on purpose because we're going to with El Dio, our favorite El Dio, our favorite Mexican place. Um it they had a mm-hmm. we're especially with them just because you know they had such a bad year last year, um, was having to be closed that right. this could wreck them and they've been around for as long as we've been in the area, you know, just a little bit longer and I would hate for something to happen. Um, I was going to say yesterday we did a delivery for lunch, um, but Grubhub is offering where you can have the them like drop the stuff at the front door if you want, if you don't want to actually interact with anybody. Um, you know what? That's, that's a protective measure for the right. driver too, based on everything else. Like, why not? That, I'm glad that they're doing that. We've, we've taken... <laughs> We've been getting so many things mm-hmm. through the mail. Not, yeah. not a lot of things, but some things that, that my wife made it a point to put a bowl out in front of our house. She's got a bowl sitting there like it's Halloween full of like chips mm-hmm. and snack food for delivery drivers with a note on the door that just says, hey, thank you for bringing stuff to the house. That's for nice. you if you want it, because it's, it's not easy for these guys to jump in and get anything now. Yeah. Um, I told her I was I was half tempted. If I'm working from home, you know there's a pot of coffee on. I was gonna be half tempted to say free coffee. Yeah, if you want it. I mean it's so like <laughs> I. So Adrian thinks I'm gonna have a hard time with this whole thing. Not, uh, getting, like more like the germ part. Um, I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm particular about things. And so like today, for example, I went, uh, took a, an hour and a half, went to BJ's just to see, okay, is there bread in existence anywhere <laughs> in the area? Uh, there wasn't. Um, which, by, which, by the way, your better bet, if, if you were going into a store with a bread shelf empty, your next stop should almost immediately. Yeah, I went to the. the I was. I went I to the why. deli and I got this loaf of brioche that we can just cut, um, and make our own slice. Yeah. But anyway, I so I went out. Yeah. I I did the run. Uh, I stopped at two places, and the whole time I'm like partially not breathing, but then I am breathing barely, and I'm just trying to get through it, but be thorough. But it took me a lot longer to shop. Um, but then I got back and I took a shower because I was like, I really 
think I need to take a shower from being out and being around people. Like you like you were just like you were just kind of having yeah, a just bit like of a panic attack. I even bringing stuff in, I'm like, okay, even with so yeah, we got the delivery. It was fine that I was okay, <laughs> but like the guy passing me the drinks that had to come with our meal. Uh, he touched my hand. So like immediately I was like, all right, I need to wash my hand. Um, and like, it wasn't uh, even like, it was just cause he was holding the carton, the four, you know, the little four thing and yeah, he's, yeah, you know, yeah, passed yeah, it yeah. over. And I'm just like, eh. and so then, and even then I'm like, okay. So, and like, I can dive down this rabbit hole of, okay. Uh, they might've been fine, but what about the person that was touching the bags? And what about, and if, if I could get stuck in that cycle of like, okay, this box that was delivered to me with the thing inside of it, that's inside of a box is the thing inside of the box is fine. Cause that's probably been packed for a long time, but somebody had to touch the box to put it in the other box. And were they okay? And now that box has entered into my house. And so now. Well, let's put it. Oh, God. Well, look, let's, let's put it in this perspective, right? Like if any industry has the higher cleanliness factors over any other. It's you hope. Food service, right. You hope. Right. But in theory, like that one kind of is a no brainer. Like, like I, I think the guy handing me my hamburger at a joint is probably a heck of a lot cleaner than you know the cashier at a grocery store or something like that i know i know, I know what you're saying I, just, I know what you're saying it's just it's still like but but ugh. but here's but i feel you it's getting real and and the thing was was like you know we were we're up on the news i i don't think there's a day that goes by that i'm not checking out different sources of news or things like that just for for current events and what's going on, but I don't think it really hit us until a couple weeks ago. We're doing our normal, you know, Sunday, Saturday yeah. trek to do grocery shopping, and it's payday, and we're like, all right, let's go get what we need. We go to Costco, <clears throat> and on the way in, the guy at the door, you know, he's handing out wipes. It's like, okay, got it. Like, you know. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing preventative stuff for COVID-19 and, and all that. Okay, got it. And then he happens to mention, oh, by the way, there's no milk, there's no bread, there's no eggs, there's no meat. And I was like, what? Yeah. And and he's, he's like, nope, we've been out. And someone else walked up and was like, well, do you have any sanitizer or, uh, um, you know, what? He goes, lady, we've been out of that for <laughs> two days. <laughs> And I was just like, I was, I, I was, yeah. I, I mean, again, we, you're watching yeah. the news, you're getting the info, but suddenly it's very real. No, I was the like, same way. I was trying what? to get a refill and... for our dial soap because we're we were running low, and this was now six weeks ago, and it was like you can get it in a month. Right. I was like, what? I was like, why? So yeah, yeah. same thing. Go ahead. So. So we walk to the back and we and we get to uh, the meat section. And I'm not making this up. The bread section, pummel, meat, gone. Like let, let's put it this way. If you wanted if you needed brisket for your corned beef or Easter ham, which we haven't hit Easter yet, but if you wanted to stock up, hey, you're good to go. 
I looked at my wife. I was like, "We want ham because I got plenty of that." Everything else yeah. was gone, one hundred percent, except maybe like a few lonely ten-pound yeah. bags of chicken wings. Which that was what we bought, and then uh, like seafood. If you wanted like shrimp or maybe some crab legs or whatever, right. they have some of that in there. But but absolutely everything else was gone. Jay, the sheet what? cakes were gone. Like, I don't know who the hell stocked in their freezer yeah. full of dessert, but the sheet cakes were freaking gone. And then uh, going over into the produce area, it was kind of half and half with what was stocked, what was You know not. what there's been a run and on? It's uh, freaking potatoes. Mm. Like... I have to apologize for that. We have no over here. They're very potatoes. picky. That's only the the baked the russets. You know, those are the ones. You know, f the f the sweet potatoes. Oh well, that's they don't not, like well, those here. A... It's <laughs> well, that's well. We well, we've got the sweet potatoes and we got the Yukon yeah, bowl. I, it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, Honestly, well, I saw some potatoes? today, but that was the first sighting in days. Um, I when I was at the BJ's, they had a bunch of they had a quite a bit of milk there, and I didn't need to get any, but uh, I had asked, and then come maybe a couple hours later, it was gone. Our neighbor went, and there wasn't anything. Um, for ground beef, we just today sniffed some ground beef, and I got like these pre-made patties. That were eighty five fifteen, and I'm like, I can put this together and make, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I will yeah. say, if you eat whole wheat flour, if you eat uh, gluten free flour, no, you're, oh, you're screwed. Gold yeah. over here, that's that's what's left. Nobody really? wants that, and nobody wants like flavored seltzer water or. Uh, it's like uh (laughs) i don't know it's kind of it's just a a very interesting social uh commentary on things so yeah so so we went so then this is so here's kind of the rest of the progression then with the grocery stores on our end we uh my wife for one has very smartly she's fortunate let me say that first and foremost she's fortunate that her job has allowed her to have at least a couple days a week where she works from home and on those days when she gets to her lunch break she'll tend to run out and within that hour try to go and run some sort of quick errand it usually involves making a quick trip to costco or the grocery store or whatever just to get what we need if for some reason we haven't accounted for it already during the weekend and so she very smartly has gone and on several of these trips has made it a point to sort of stock up on things to grab a little extra yeah. this or grab a little extra that. We happen to have a chest freezer in the house. Usually during the summer, that's well stocked with, I'll, I'll call it party meat. If we happen to throw a, a, a cookout, we've got extra chicken, we've got pork, we've got you know whatever in there that I can throw in the smoker, all kind of yeah. sitting there ready to go. And, uh, it's been pretty bare this winter. And so she's kind of restocked that to the gills. We've got potatoes. We've got lots of root vegetables, things that last a good while. Um, 
We've got, you know, some of the hardier fruit like mm-hmm. apples um, and they, you know, things that aren't going to rot really quickly. We've got a lot of that that we're stocked up on. And then uh, we have a few other staples that we tend to use because we, we happen to be eating paleo. Yeah. Um, so we don't, we don't get to do the easy part of eating pasta or yeah. bread or, you know, a lot of the carby stuff that everybody else tends to grab in a crisis. So that's kind of like, nope, that's not for us. What's fresh and what's lying around and, and that's what we're grabbing. Now, fortunately, most of that stuff has sort of been in supply, but milk has been something that maybe you yeah. have to go try and find during the week. Uh, today, which was a Wednesday, she went out for eggs. And so here's, here's the, the progression of our normal spots for, for groceries. Here's what they've had to do. Costco is its own thing. And all I'll tell you about a Costco is I would avoid going on the weekend. I would go during the week. And hopefully, you're in luck. They've restocked most items. They've gone from getting pummeled a few weeks ago to, has, to being mostly stocked on everything now. But they will still tend to run out yeah. or have shortages of paper products. And they, and they have moved now to where they have limitations on how much yeah, that's what, you uh, can buy DJs per put in. I don't know about the, the per membership part, but they had a two-count uh, limit. And that was the same rule at our local Trader Joe's, which a couple weeks ago, you walked in there, and I think I sent you pictures, yeah. like half the store was cleaned out of frozen, frozen foods. The fresh produce was, was pummeled. There was nothing on the shelf. There was nothing. If you wanted a mango, you were set, but God help you if you wanted a banana. Um, the, uh, um, you know, and they, and, and because of this COVID-19 bit, you know, the, the things they've had to get rid of are, you know, some of the yeah. fun things like the free coffee samples. They're not handing yeah, any of that stuff out that's, now. Uh, um, that hit on they, the, um, so <laughs> last Thursday, the kids have swim so we had gone and there wasn't there was still there was less people but um they had gotten rid of the stamps so like they have these little stamps that the kid can give themselves after they go and do their class and we went after you know just kind of have it and it was like oh the stamps are gone and it was that that was kind of like the first of the huh you know what's so funny is it that hadn't even occurred to me that they'd gotten rid of the stickers at my son's swim class because that went away about a month ago yeah i think i just thought and then oh, um, they ran out of the the further like, huh God. was we went out to eat that night and uh we went to a place in Fairfax that they have Etch-a-Sketch uh, Etch-a-Sketches there for the kids to play with while they wait. They didn't have those. And they got rid of this candy jar that they have. Mm. And so that was even further like, huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got an email from a couple businesses that we hit up in our area. One of them was Mod Pizza. Um, which sent out a very, you know, a very nice 
email that basically reassure people, hey, listen, one, we're open. Two, you can order ahead. We have your food, so you can come in and pick it up. Um, but for your safety and for ours, they were pulling everything mm -hmm. back behind the counter. So the condiments, the utensils, the drinks, they were pulling all that stuff up, you know, to yeah. areas where it wasn't going to be commonly touched um, and could be dispensed just by the staff who, again, have to wash their hands and wear gloves and all that stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, so maybe less of a likelihood there for, for anything to transmit. And then um, the Starbucks, I was playing in church a couple of weeks ago. And usually on my way, I tend to run into my local Starbucks because once I get to church, like there's mm -hmm. that chance that I'm going to have breakfast or or coffee until at least after first service or, or anything like that. So because we're there early, I try to get at least my coffee on the way in. And so um, I run in there and I go in with my usual personal cup. Yeah. In there and the guy looks at me, he's like, "Yeah, man, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not taking personal." That. I was like, "What?" And it, did, and it didn't hit me real quick. It says, it says, I have to give it to you in a normal. I'm like, well, that's not a problem. You know, it's fine. I mean, it's a 10 cent discount anyway. So what the hell am I taking my personal cup in there for anyway? It's certainly not saving me one. Yeah. I just happen to like it in the cup. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, um, you were no. 10 cent discount. Starbucks. Come on, 50 cents. Yeah. But up the end, it's been 10 cents forever. But anyway, anyway, um, you know, it, it, it Again, these these are the things that have over the last few weeks sort of been ramping up and have been happening. That if you're if you're not yeah, so I'd seen that at really the one in, I'd seen that at the and, one in Arlington, and now it's and my initial thing was like, okay, they're a Seattle-based business, so it makes sense that company-wide they they stop this. You know, I I I could sort of I guess excuse mm -hmm. that away mm -hmm. you know right well then fast forward a week later and this was before this was even being put out by government officials fast forward a week later I was at a different restaurant and when I say at we were not going to eat inside mm -hmm. because they were already given the warnings about groups of 50 people yeah. congregating together so we were just doing takeout for lunch um, I go in with Alex and immediately it's like, I've, it's like I've brought a gun into a bank <laughs> with him. Um, because, because I've walked in there uh, and uh, let me tell you again, for posterity's sake, I have to, I, I want to say this because at some point in the future, I want my son to understand the predicament of every time I ever took him out anywhere during, during the, the course of this thing. I cannot tell you how many places I've been with my kids since this has really popped on people's radar where I have not gotten a dirty look from somebody at some point um, over the course of this thing. And mind you, this has all popped up in the middle yeah. of what is normally cold and flu season. Kids, kids are dirty creatures. I cannot tell you the last time that my kids went over to your house or vice versa and yeah did not walk away somebody somehow with something i know leaking out of their and even a few week. weeks ago oh, julian had visit. croup okay. which is i would equate it to kennel cough sort of in animals and it's like oh my god yeah yeah well go ahead so so i've been walking around with these leaky noisy 
kids for the last month and a half, two months. And, you know, and, and the weather doesn't help either. I mean, the, the perfect meme for Maryland weather is, okay, I saw my shadow, how many, however many more weeks of winter. And then the gopher just, you know, or the groundhog holds up his hand and says, except you, Maryland, whatever. Because, because the, it's, you know, case in point, it's early morning. Yeah, no. Flowers and blossoms are coming out. My wife and I got married mid-March. Yeah. And we had feet of snow on our wedding day. Feet, blizzard, like full blizzard. In a freaking mountain, and then the cars getting warm. stuck. I, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is literally whatever, Maryland, you know, when it comes to the to the weather during the winter. So I say all that to say that it's, it's been a little bit interesting to take the kids out to places. And it's, it's a good thing that they're not bratty, that they're nice to people, that they're social, that they say hi, that they're courteous and all that sort of stuff. Because if not for that... Um, who knows what kind of other additional looks I would get. Um, the people at the Whole Foods know my kids pretty well, and so it's, it's, it's always been cordial and all sorts of stuff. People at the Trader Joe's, man, you would have thought that I walked in with my pants undone, uh, an FU t-shirt on, and, you know, I was walking around licking the produce as I was shopping because – because some of the looks I got and from this is this is, like, because, uh, this is because this is because your uh, son coughed, right? <clears throat> this is because I don't know. He coughed. He looked in their general direction. He put a finger up his nose. Who knows? But it's like you know, he's covering his mouth. He's trying. You know, we're trying to teach him as we go through. I'm wiping them down. I'm wiping the cards yeah. down. They had the wipes up in the front. And it's just, again, you, you would have thought I'd have brought a gun into a bank or something. Like, everybody's giving me a look. So, I mean, whatever. The, the, the staff is not. These are customers yeah. that, are, that are like this. Um, so, I'm just like, I'm just like, whatever. Would you rather yeah. leave them in the car? Because I promise you, even in this time Dude, and, and day, someone's going to call Protective Services on Dude, I was at Giant Monday morning. I was at Giant, and this was like 6.30 in the morning. And so I'm just kind of going around. There's folks stocking some stuff. And um, I'm at the self-checkout trying to, you know, I, I in general, I use my knuckle to press on things. Uh, elevator buttons. I push open Ooh. doors with my elbow. Um, oh, I try man. and, you know, if if I have to pull <laughs> open a door, I try and use my pinky because it's, you know, furthest away from what I would use to touch my face. Um, that's just how I operate in general. But I'm there, so I'm at the, the uh, thing and I have my earbuds in, but I can still hear around me. And I hear this... <clears throat> from the side and I'm like okay so I keep going and then I hear a cough again and then again and then I look over and it's the worker that's over the self-checkout area and then I see this other cashier like not sprinting but briskly walking across and she starts like shooing the other worker like to go outside like go outside and cough outside like get get out of here <laughs> and i'm just like 
Yes. That was the You're exact look everyone. that she was giving her. And I was just like, I'm just oh, going to hold you. my breath. Wow. And get out of here as <laughs> soon as I can. And I'm just like, oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah. But I did make it a point when I was there. Yeah, so, I like, know. that was one day so, I did so- get milk. And the guy, I was going around, I looped back around, and they put milk out. The person was putting it from the back of the fridge. And when I took it out, I was like, hey, thanks. You know, trying to help them feel a little better uh, about having to be at work and having to deal with all this craziness that people are doing with buying all of the everything. Um, Right. And, you know, just kind of, you know, just just being nice. Like, that's one of the biggest, well, there's a lot of big things that are going to come out of this. But the mental health of folks having to deal with this. I have teammates that are single and live by themselves. And they haven't been out since they left work last Thursday. And, you know, like checking in on oh, them man. i had try and call them on teams um you know just be like hey how's it going what's going on i have one that was like i've cried three times already and it was only eight o'clock in the morning and i'm like okay what's going on and oh, just wow you know even if you think that this person is fine they're probably fine still you need to check in on them. I've sent texts to buddies like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. Um, you know, because people are going to react to this in totally different ways and it's not all going to be at the same time. You know, the one that has cried already, she shows her emotions on her sleeve. You know immediately how she feels. But then there's the other one that, you know, yeah. might right. plays it cool. And you can play it cool, but for so long. And it's like, all right, you know, are you doing okay? You're good. You know, this is not time to talk work or whatever. If you need to chat about anything, let me know. Uh, Yeah, I think my wife and I fit in that latter category a little bit. I mean, she's got, she's, she's got a crummy poker face, so I know when something's bothering her. But, you know, the other night, I think I, I looked at her yeah. and said, hey, so how are you doing? Like, how, how are we doing with all this? Because, you know, it's one thing when she's got her routine, which this, this all of this isn't necessarily impacting her routine in the sense that for work, she's already on a telework mm-hmm. schedule. It's just now it's a little more permanent. Um, for me this is not something that we've ever done really for my work. So I'm having to adjust. I'm having to learn how to use, how to do my job a little less yeah. efficiently, but still be efficient, if that makes sense. And, and do more with a little less around me to, to get it done. Um, thankfully, everybody on my team is in the same boat. So we're, we're communicating on the regular. I have to give kudos actually to my boss, both my immediate supervisor and his boss for throughout the day regularly checking in on people in fact it was, it was funny midday um our our uh, department's director 
piped in on too. Just like, yeah, so what's the lunchtime playlist for everybody? No, that's cool. <laughs> and it was just, you know, just just breaking up the day. And even at the end of the day, he was making a point to say, "Hey, great job today, everybody. Um, the weather's gonna be nice tomorrow. If you can get outside, please get outside. You know, just trying to like." keep morale up and, and all that and I, I think yeah. that's very cool and I actually appreciate that very very much because you know I've, I I will tell you I am grateful I can't tell you how grateful I am that I am mm-hmm. no longer working at the store level within my company because one that's an hourly job um, so you know you don't work you don't get paid in general and that's already stressful enough now I think people are trying to put some things in place to mitigate that and I think that's the right thing to do and um, you know thankfully people are trying to take care of people in that regard so okay I'll, I'll let that go but under normal circumstances you don't work you don't get paid so that's the stressor if uh, you have to take time off for work that you know is a finite amount of time that you can get paid and that you know again that is uh, if, if they're hourly that may not equate to what you're making if you're somebody who's say in a commission based sales job. You may yeah. you may be taking a significant drop in yeah. pay um, during that time that you're out. Um, depending on how long you've worked at a place, you may not have health benefits um, to to cover you in order to 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 go get taken care of by somebody. So that's a problem. And then who knows what your financials are. You probably got rent to pay. You could have a car payment. You could have child support you got to make. You could have, you know, your regular, you know, monthly bills and utilities and food and groceries and gas and um, all that sort of stuff. You got to try and figure out what to do. Um, that, that is insanely stressful. And, I, and I'm grateful beyond measure that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a salary job. I've got good benefits. I'm, I'm in a place where I have flexibility. I have a good boss. I've, I've always had a good team that, <coughs> excuse me, is, is very um, flexible when people need to be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for that. John Measure. And not everybody has that. And, um, you know, I, I know that it's insanely stressful for a lot of people. So that's, you know, that, that, kind of brings us back to this bit of trying to take care of people around you both in your immediate circle I would say your family kind of in that first circle your neighbors your friends and the people you see pretty much on the regular kind of in that second ring that sort of next rung of people and then outside of that it's the people that you see maybe occasionally but you care about them so like for us it's you know, mm-hmm. the, the lady who runs the dry cleaners at the gas station right around the corner from the house. We've been seeing her for years. We walked in today. Uh, my wife went and took some stuff in today. because so she's like, hey, I actually happen to need this. Does she need it? No. But she knows that this woman probably needs the business that she walked in. And sure enough, the lady was insanely gr- glad that she had walked in because, um, you know, she asked her house business mm-hmm. because right now nobody's dropping off. It's all pickups. It's all pickup, and she, you know, and she's yeah. a tailor. Like, how many people are bringing this stuff in for her to tailor yeah. while this is all going on, right? Um, and so, and so, there's that on top of it. Um, we have been frequenting a few mom pop places 
um, just to try and right. help them out. I mean, we can't afford to do that all the time, but but uh, when we can or when we're in the mood for it, we're trying to do it smartly. And, uh, you know, let's put it this way. Guys yeah. like McDonald's and Wendy's and Papa John's are going to be fine. They're, they're, they're going to be fine, and they got the liquidity. The the so what's the places what's the, the places corner, you've got? They don't have that what are the, what are the... the well one of them we we did this on purpose. Um, this was a few weeks back. This is before they started giving people yeah. the warning about mm-hmm. congregating in groups. So so we'll say this was maybe about a month ago. Um, it was kind of becoming a thing that. A lot of businesses, especially those that were run by Asian mm. business owners, yeah, were not being patronized. Yeah. So, so for example, a lot of the takeout spots, mm-hmm. a lot of the different ethnic spots that were um, norms for a lot of people for lunch, for dinner, whatever, um, they've seen significant drop off in our area of this. And who knows what that is? That could be just people not, mm-hmm. I don't know, people not, not wanting to spend their money, they want to save their money, and that's legitimate. It could be people worried about, um, you know, having misgivings about who may be more susceptible to carrying this virus yeah. because a lot of this originated from different parts of the world. So people have stigmas tied in with that. Um, some of it could be, you know, some borderline racism or some racism. Things, yeah. I don't want to say that that's the case for everybody. But what I can't say, well, it's it's a mix of stuff, and and all I'm and I'm not saying that to try and and cast things on people, but I want to talk the reality. You know, there are some business owners that on the regular. I have coworkers that they go and they see them for lunch. They see them pretty regularly, at least once or twice during the course of the week, and. They've come back and they've said, man, I've gone to go get lunch at this place. And, and they're telling me that their business has dropped off immensely. Like, it, the place used to be yeah. packed. I'm walking in there and I'm walking out of there and nobody's in there but me. Um, you know, and <clears throat> so anyway, so about a month ago, we decided we were going we to patronize uh, a spot for, for Chinese food. It's a spot that's right near the house. Um we don't even necessarily hit it on the regular, but it's, it's a local spot and we wanted to, to make sure they got some business. So we went in with some friends. We all got something together. We hung out. That was, that was great. Um, we hit up uh, a breakfast joint that we like to, to get to every now and then. Was that first watch? Um, we went. They closed. Um, with the, it was first watch. They sent out an email saying that they were well, closing. Well, the one near you closed? They closed the shop places. or? Yeah. Well, they are now, but like when we went the other yeah. day, this, this was right after they had put the group of 50 or more order in place. Um, we, they were right around the corner from us. We went and I, you know, I, I talked with one of the servers. And this is the main reason why we chose them. I know I was kind of poo-pooing on the big box guys a minute ago, but places where there are servers and and people who rely on tips and things like that, that was those are the kinds of places that I think make sense to try and, and patronize. 
um, if he can help us. But, you know, I asked the guy, hey, so how's business been today? Because it was a Sunday. It's after, it's after mm-hmm. church. A lot of people, some people were still going in to eat. Um, but inside, I would say it was maybe a third full from how it normally is. So if they had 20 tables in there, I'd say maybe five or six were taken up. Um, and uh, there were quite a few people doing takeout. But I asked, you know, how's it been really slow? And he goes, today? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's sitting there, and, and they have a big sign on the door that said, hey, if you're waiting, please wait outside. Like, don't congregate up in the normal lobby way where you pay and all that. Um, <clears throat> they were asking people to kind of wait outside for for their turn to be seated and stuff like that. But, I, I mean, so it was different. Um, and then we, and then, um, what else did we hit up? We, I took my car into a mechanic, um, which granted was due for an oil change, but it's a, it's a spot where I know they've had a little trouble, mm-hmm. um, these last few months for whatever reason, where business seems to have kind of dropped off a little bit, but we love these folks. We've gotten to know them. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you know what? My car needs service. I'm working from home. I don't need it right away. Let's just take it in. I'm, I'm sure they could use the boost. Um, gave them a call. It turned out they were open. Um, and uh, we said, sure, well, we're going to bring it in and give it a good look over. And so it turns out they needed a little more than oil tank, but I was more than happy to, to pay yeah, for it. So first of all, keep my car running, right? Because I can't afford to buy a new one. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I was also more than happy to give them the business because I know that every little bit helps. Yeah. So we, we did that. Um, just little things like that, you know, if you can, if you can hit up your dry cleaners, if you can hit up, you know, uh, we had the dentist, up, uh, they uh, sent out an email that they're doing, um, they were doing, they called it drive through dentistry, just kind of the, just to go along with what's going on here. But they had where if you wanted to not wait in the waiting room, you could just mm-hmm. let them know, like call and they would do any pre appointment work over the phone and then they would just call you when they were ready to see you and you could just go right in. Mm. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, my uh my where where my general practitioner is, so where my doctor and my specialist are. Um they sent out a an email and I think a lot of clinics and hospitals and Medical practice yeah. doing this. They're, they're trying to keep patients informed as far as what they can and can't do. Mine, mine was pretty adamant um, when they sent out an email that they said, "Okay, first of all, if you feel like you have symptoms, make sure you call. Second of all, we do not have tests, and we do not have the ability to test here. Now, mind you, this is a practice. It's a high. I don't want to say it's a high end practice, but it's a good, reputable." very capable, very functional uh, practice with a lot of resources at their disposal. They have a lot of specialties that they accommodate. So it's a pretty big medical group within the area. Um, And they're like, we do not have these tests. We do not have capacity. If you think you are sick, go to the ER. (laughs) Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, well, guess it's getting real now. and they turned around and now granted there the adjustment two weeks later they've said okay so we've maybe we've created 
some sort of a tool to help pre-screen people if they feel like they're having symptoms to try and, and decipher should they come in and get you know tested for the flu or get come in and get checked for something else. Um, but they basically put the kibosh on anything elective. They put the kibosh on anything that was um, sort of unnecessary to just kind of say, hey, unless yeah. it's really serious, please stay home. Um, and then uh, even if it is serious, please sort of pre-check with us first and then we'll direct you both when to come in and whether you should go straight to the ER to, to be seen. Um, so again, it's, this is all pretty serious and it's, uh, it's, um, it's an interesting time. You know, and to your, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dancing in circles here, but <clears throat> to your point again about small business, we, we have opted to continue to use our daycare. The, ours is mm -hmm. not a, a traditional daycare where there's like 20, 30, 40 kids running around a, running around a building over the course of the day. Um, God knows what kind of germ factories those are on the normal, <laughs> on the normal level. But, uh, um, this is an in-home daycare. There's never more than three or four kids in there on any given day. It turns out one of the people in the house is actually a medical professional. So it's, it's, it's safe. Um, nobody in there is sick. Um, and it's very accessible that if there were a problem, we can get the kids. And, you know, if, if there were any reason not to take them there, we, then we'd be fine. But they rely on the daycare as a source of income too. So we've, both for our sanity and trying to continue to work at home and make yeah. that adjustment to try and work at home without the distraction um, or to keep that to a minimum and also to help support them, we've opted to keep, you know, with them going to daycare, keep the kids routine about as normal as possible. They're able to, to go spend time there and do the things that they're accustomed to doing. Um, and then we pick them up at the regular time, you know. So for now, that's, uh, that's, that's what we're doing. Um, I would just encourage folks, if, you know, if there's people you can support, if there's people you can reach out to, if there's familiar faces that you know at a store or a place that you go to, talk to them, ask them how they're doing, ask them what they need. You never know what, you know, thing as small as it is could, could help them out and make their day. Um, everybody is kind of, I think, got kind of an underlying layer of stress over all this. Um, and I think it, it's certainly going to have some significant impact especially for small business owners and especially for people who, um, you know, may be living closer to paycheck to paycheck and, um, you know, without some real help or some real um, peace of mind, I, I think this is going to get a little bit hairy here as we move forward. So every, every little thing we can do to keep things as normal as possible or at least a lot more pleasant. Yeah, I think, I think uh, pleasant stuff would be greatly appreciated uh, by a lot of people. A good word um, for it. I, um, so as we wrap up here, I wanted to mention a couple things, you know, to try and <clears throat> if 
you have the kids at home and need some sort of outlet, uh, don't forget about your local libraries. Um, the ones out here in our county, um, they, through the library, which hopefully you have a library card because it's so useful, um, but they there's digital uh, there's a digital catalog that they have uh, through Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A, Hoopla. It's an app. And through having a library card, you can get digital books or movies or uh, audio books um, if you need some extra entertainment. Um the one the the most of the brick and mortar places here are closed cool. for people to go in but we found out today that they're doing a curbside pickup kind of thing with, with a max of 20 <laughs> items but you go online you you know put a hold on some on stuff and then um when you get there when you get there you call them up and they'll bring it out to you um, so that's, uh, another way if you need, if you want to get some, if you need some stuff for the kids or even for yourself, uh, you know, just to pass the time if you, if, if you want. And then, um, the other thing that I had was there's, I don't, I don't even know how I found this game. Right. So we, uh, to help with education, and trying to keep our kids occupied in that arena, we've bought and implemented strict restrictions on some iPads. Um, so I was putting apps on there, and somehow I came across this app that uh, this isn't any professional or whatever. This is not a paid endorsement. But anyway, there's this game called... Um, Family style co-op kitchen. Mm. So it's family style co-op kitchen. And so you can play it with anybody that's around you with a device. So it's built for the phone, but we played it on iPads and phone. And it we passed by at least 30 minutes, probably longer, playing this game. And it was so fun. And you're you're going through levels on this game of cooking food so like it's 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 building <laughs> it's working your communication skills your teamwork your tolerance you're not yelling and like trying to get through this game it's gets competitive but it's like team competitiveness because you want to get it done but you're going through and you're cooking recipes or putting foods together. Um, and so each person has a plate on their screen and then you get, you need an ingredient. So say it's like uh, some broccoli. So if you have broccoli on your screen, you can just put it on your plate. But if you don't, you can ask the other players, do you have broccoli and they can pass it to you. And so like, if, two people away from me so there's five of us playing this game in my house if two people away from me has you set it up in a circle sort of in the app so they can pass the broccoli so like 
Ariana could pass it to my wife, who then could pass it to me to put it on my plate and use it. Mm-hmm. And like, you had to put the stuff together. And then as you were building your dishes, you kind of uh, swipe them away as you build it. And it was so fun. And, you know, you're like, what do you have? What do you have? What are you doing? And then they kept introducing new things like, oh, well, now you got to cut up stuff. And now you got to cook something or, or steam it. And you're like, who, who has a cutting board? I need this cut. And you're like <laughs> passing a tomato to get it cut, to then get it back, to then put it on your thing. And we passed so much time doing it after dinner. And it just really helped relax. I, it helped relax me a lot. Um, I asked my wife after, I was like, what'd you think of that game? She was like, it was pretty cool. And it just, it, uh, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was really fun. And, um, you know, Eleni got frustrated cause it got really difficult, but then she sat out a game and then she came back in after. And I think she had like a more, a better grasp of what was going on. And, and so they're like, Hey, can we play it tomorrow? And so it was just really good. And, um, you know, just find some stuff to help pass the time, especially if you're on your lock on lockdown and you're not really going out. I mean, we went for a quick walk before dinner, maybe like 10 minutes. It was just around yeah. the block. But, you know, yeah. just get some air, um, you know. Get just, some air. Eat, eat, I, I would recommend to folks to eat some healthy food if you can help it. Drink Try water. Try. Yeah. Drink water, um, drink, you know, eat fruit, eat healthy snacks, stuff that's not going to make you groggy or grumpy or make you crash. These are bad enough when you're in a normal workplace, but add your family into the mix and you can't get away from and everybody's stuck inside. (laughs) You know, I can't, I can imagine that makes for a a grumpy environment very easily. Um, go outside, get a little bit of exercise if you can. Um, it's a little tough because especially with kids, you want to make sure that they get the burn off from energy. Yeah. Unfortunately with everything that's going on, that may mean that you may have to be that person at the playground who's wiping down every single piece of that equipment before they put their hands on it or scrubbing their hands immediately after, um, to, to try to keep them from passing anything. Um, let your or, cats or, out <laughs> or yeah my, my cat has made his presence known <laughs> Nothing, great timing there so, um, <laughs> but you know do, do all of those things and as much as possible try to you know try to, to find new and fun and interesting things that you can do I've got some co-workers that for their kids um which are a little older and, and maybe doing preschool or, or grade school, they, they found some apps online that, that uh, give them new activities and, and some new things that they can sort of run through. Good call out on the libraries. There are tons of libraries local and, and some big ones as well that are making hundreds of thousands of volumes of books um, available for checkout and for digital viewing. Um, is where all that digital downloading supposedly should be paying off <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is the push of the digital everything you know yeah. um some museums are doing virtual tours where you can that's cool go, go through the whole museum um online or on your ipad or whatever that's, that's pretty neat um so 
so so there's plenty there to still stimulate people and figure out what they want to do. And you know, it, it, I, I hate to go kind of old school with it too, but you can read a book. You can read a book. You can you know peruse old pictures and and spend time trying to catch up with some of those things as well. Um, I think part of our intention is to catch up on the ever, what seems to have always been the ever-growing honeydew list of stuff <laughs> that we never quite get to that now all of a sudden we may actually have some time to do Right. Um, as, as we move forward here. Yeah, we made, uh, we made reading uh, uh, part of the schedule for the kids. Um, that's, that's a good call. And, you know, keep just keep other folks in your thoughts. Like, uh, uh, you know, friend of the show, John Saddington, um, if you go back, I think he was, uh, I don't know what episode he was in, but he's in San Francisco and they, he's been prepping for a while, but San Fran is on lockdown. They're on a complete and utter yeah. stay in place order right now. So, I mean, he, he told me a story that I'll share here and he they they do family meetings like Mondays and Fridays, I think, in their family at like four-ish. And so come getting close to five o'clock, they get a call from, I forgot the area code, but it's a government number. And it's this like monotone lady basically saying, as of 12.01, the San Francisco and the counties, blah, blah, blah are on official legal shutdown or lockdown. And he said it was something out of like 1984. Like. Or the the purge. (laughs) Yeah. Or the purge. That was the movie. I was trying to think of the movie, but uh, yeah, he just had his phone on speaker and that's what they hear. And it it was just like, uh, and he said, what he told his family, watch this street outside of their house was going to get packed with people going to the store. Sure enough, folks getting in their cars and going to make, you know, whatever run Mm -hmm. to the store, even though an exception to being out is going to the grocery store. Right. People, people go start panic buying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, we'll go ahead, wrap up. Thanks for listening. Be safe. You know, hug your loved ones. Wash your hands. Get don't one touch, last, Yeah. Don't hey, don't touch don't your touch face. Your butt, don't touch your butt. Pick your nose and touch your face. Um, do make sure that you're staying abreast of the latest factual information. And I don't mean your news feed on Facebook, and I don't mean Instagram or any number of different social media sites. Make sure you're going to cdc.gov. Make sure that you're going to to the uh, COVID-19 task force's site for guidelines and recommendations. And make sure that you're following up on the guidance being put out by your local government officials regarding resources and things that may or may not be available. Um, If you're concerned about different businesses or your health, you know, things like that, call ahead. And, and talk to someone before you head out so that you don't waste your time or your energy uh, for something that may not be fruitful. But um, just like my brother said, make sure you take care of yourself, take care of each other. Um, this is going to pass. 
Um, and at some point, if things will return a little more to normal, hopefully we'll get there sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, be smart, be safe, and take care of each other. All right, everybody. That'll be it for now. We'll talk to you later. Love you.